0: Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) I tell you, it is so good to be able to be with you as we start this year out. Those that are in person, those that are online as well. I just want to ask, how many could use a little bit of fresh hope and inspiration for 2023? Yeah, I mean, for some, it may be that you're still carrying some of the, the stuff of 2022 with you. You got a health diagnosis, and it wasn't good. Um, maybe there was some of the difficulties that you have not been able to overcome. You know, like the challenges that you're dealing with, not the good kind of challenges that way. For some, we may need hope just because we already feel 2023 weights coming upon us. Could be like a financial thing. You know, inflation's really affecting us or there's just debt load that just seems to be growing that way. We look around the world and go like, there's problems there, whether it's, you know, Russia, Ukraine, some other situation that's there. I mean, even in the U.S., I mean, we know that there's things that we can't control, and sometimes that just sucks the hope right out of it, doesn't it? I mean, the divisiveness that goes on there. I mean, last year, just grieve, you know, to realize that we had um, four hundred, excuse me, six hundred and forty-four mass shootings in the U.S. I mean, like heartbreaking stuff. We just go like, what do we do with this? So I ask again. How many could use a little bit? of fresh hope as we go into 2023. Like I got like both hands up for that. And it's to that end that we're going ahead in January, every week bringing forth something that God has given to us that is going to give us that fresh hope. It's gonna give us inspiration as we move into the year and that which is going to be before us. And I wanna ask you to join with me in this prayer for that hope individually, and for those that we know and love, in 2023. Father, you already know what's going to take place in our lives in 2023, meaning you know what we need, and you have the grace to be able to give that to us. Our prayer is that as we follow Jesus in a way that we haven't even done in our lives up to this point, that we are in the place that we need to be to receive what it is that we're going to need to get that hope just when we need it in our lives. We also want to pray, asking that we might be a voice of hope for those that are in need, for those whom you want to communicate through us to and their lives as well. And so it's to that end that we pray, Lord Jesus, for you truly are the God of hope. Pray this in your name. And everybody in agreement said? Amen. 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 And I want to ask you this, just kind of set up what we want to talk about today. How many got a good gift, a cool gift, either at Christmas or sometime in 2022? How many got, like, you get a good gift. Okay, cool. I mean, that's a lot, and we're blessed that way. How many were able to give a good gift, either at Christmas or sometime in 2022? I mean, you know, you know that you're like, this was a good gift. Like, you nailed it. My wife would have two hands up this way in 2022 for sure. She hit the ball out of the park. We have here a good gift. In fact, if God were in the room in a physical form right now, he would have had his hand up going like, I gave a really, really good gift when I gave this one to you. How many have? How many have one of these, like a physical copy of the Bible? You own a physical copy, you yourself, like that. Okay, number here. How many would have a copy of the Bible that would be on your phone? You got a Bible app on your phone that way. Okay, cool, that's excellent as well. In both of these, right, we have a well of hope that God has given to us that way. And in fact, if we were to ask, what all are we holding in our hands when we have these gifts here, Jesus would say you're holding the word of God. You are holding the very words of life. Now, we might wonder like how did Jesus say that we're holding the Bible, you know, the word of God when it wasn't completed when he was here physically on earth? That's a really good question, I think. In part, Jesus said, "This is the word of God" because that which was completed We refer to it as the Old Testament, that which came before Jesus there, 39 books there. He called it the Word of God. When Jesus taught, when Jesus spoke, he spoke the words of God. He spoke words of life and called it that way. And then the other 27 books, the Gospels and that which would follow the New Testament that way, Jesus was very aware of what all was going to be going in this. You know, it's kind of like a God thing. And so he said, I am giving to you the word of God. The Apostle Paul gives us a little bit more insight into this. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, he shares these words with an individual that he was a mentor to. His name was Timothy. And he said this. He said that all scripture is the Bible, is God-breed. And it is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that is, followers of Jesus, could be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What he was saying was this. When he said, all of the Bible is God-breed. Now, some, I know some of our translations put it this way. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The words God breathe are the more technical. It's the best way to be able to express it. For the original words that were given here were the Bible or all scripture is theonestos, meaning theo, God, nestos literally means breath. They are the breath or the words of God. Right now, you are hearing the breath of Guy. You're hearing my breath, passing over my vocal cords and my vocal folds, and they're enabling you to know what is in my heart, the thoughts that I have for you. In a similar way, that's what God has done for us. If everything I were saying were closed captioned, I know online it's taken place that way, but if it was closed captioned right now, you would be able to see the written breath of guy taking place. Well, in the Bible, That is what God has been able to do for us. He said, it is this good gift that I have given to you. And he gave it with purpose. See, the purpose of the Bible, if you ever ask, is so that we are going to be able to speak what God's purpose is. His purpose, our purpose, as well as how to live it out. So if you've ever asked those important questions or know somebody that is, purpose questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? You can go right to the scripture to be able to find that because that's what God has given his word to us for. And I think this is really cool. This is just this insight of Jesus. Jesus said, it's out of the abundance of the heart Or as the mouth speaks, it comes from what the heart is full of. When we receive these words from God, we are receiving his heart. What's in his heart for us. That is an incredible gift. And he said, here's what I'm going to do with this. There's four of the things he said I'm going to do with it. He said, I'm going to teach you. That's a good gift. I'm going to rebuke you. That's a good gift. I'm going to correct you. I'm going to be able to equip you or instruct you. I really like how Pastor Rick Warren put this. He said these four things. What God wants to do with the scripture is this. He wants to show us the path on which we should walk. He wants to help us, that is, rebuke us, when we get off the path. He wants us to correct by showing us how we can get back on the path. And then training is how we can stay in the path. I thought those was like, really powerful way to put it. Let me run us through it again. With the Bible, God wants to show us the path on which we should walk. He wants to show us when we get off the path. He wants to show us then how to get back on that path. And he wants to show us how we can continue to live our lives on that path that he would have for us. Psalm 119 puts it this way. He said, Thy word, it's a lamp unto my feet, it's a light into my path. In other words, when it comes to living life, when you have a light in a dark path, you are safe. I mean, it may be dark all around you, but you're like, this is good, and it's going to help me to be able to move forward as I need to. But if you ever been in the dark and you've had no light, you know you're in a place of danger. You're in a place where you can easily misstep, get off the path, and you can become very, very lost that way. God said, I want to give you the light that you need to continue on living for that purpose that I desire for you. One other thing that God would want us to know about this gift that is so unique. And that is, it comes from Hebrews 4, that the word of God, it's alive and it's active. Now, what does he mean by that? You know, it's alive. In other words, rather than being a static book, this is something God said that I am going to use in a living way in your life. I'm going to use it over and over and over again. I've been reading the Bible for like over 50 years. And I continue to find that God is showing me new things and giving to me just what I need, just when I need it in my life. And I hear stories about that all of the time. It's a book that he wants for us. So I think we could say together, this Is an incredible gift that God has given to us. Would you agree? I was thinking, you know, probably one of the things that we should do when we receive a really good gift is is to respond by saying what? Yeah, thank you. I was so convicted when I thought about this. I mean, because I'm like, when was the last time I said, God, thank you for this gift? And I'm like, Lord, I just wanna thank you right now for this gift that you were given to me. So it may have been a while for you but be like, when you realize it's like, thank you for that. And I mean, and there's a lot of people that went in on this gift. You had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a joint gift that we've been given. Now here is the life-changing question. It's not, do we have a good gift from God? We do. But what are we going to do with it? For so many that say, I've got one. I've got this gift from God. I've got this gift from God. And I know exactly where it is at home. Or i got an idea at least. We can just leave it there as a gift. Or we can do this. We can take the gift and we can open it. And that's when the gift becomes alive and active. And as we're stepping into 2023, here's some of the ways that I want to encourage you. I want to help all of us to be able to open and to receive some of what God has for us in this incredible gift that he's given to us. To start out, I'm going to encourage every single one of us to open up or to receive a gift from God through the verse of the day. The verse of the day um, is one of the simple ways to be able to start out in receiving from God that which he would want for us. One of the things that I think is so powerful is when you can have something that is so small that can make such a big difference in our lives. If you receive the verse of the day, you can literally read it in 10 seconds. I mean, today, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you you could read it that way. Now, if you've got that, one of the other gifts to this is with the verse of the day, you're also going to see there's a short video that would go with it. They call it they call it the um, the verse of the day story, and somebody's going to come and they're just going to open up that verse a little bit. Once again, I found these to just to be incredible words of life that are coming into into me with the verse of the day. It gives us something that we're able to connect with one another with. Can you imagine if every single one of us knew that every single one of us were just taking this, opening this up, and receiving that same word of encouragement? I mean, the conversations you can go from that, you can actually build groups if you want to have you know, a group of friends that are doing this together that way. I've been using the verse of the day. I've got a, I've got a streak going right now. My current streak for the verse of the day is 1,258 days in a row. How's that? Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But then my brother, not to be outdone, his streak is 1,715 days. Yeah, he's crushing me that way. Anybody here that is higher than 1,715 right now? I mean, we have had a couple of people that have come out that way. Well, here's a 2023 goal for us. To get to the end of the year, we're gonna, we're gonna step into 2024, <laughs> we're here already, um, with a streak of 365 days. Because you can do that. See, one of the cool things about this is you can have the verse of the day that's just sent to you once you sign up for it. Super simple to do that. If you don't have the Bible app in your phone right now, you can scan the QR code in front of you. Just scroll right down, you're gonna see the Bible app. Hit it, and then you can sign up for the verse of the day. I have mine sent to me at 5.45 every morning, but you can get yours whatever time it is that you want. And when you receive that, again, that simple but important habit that you're building into your life, you're gonna find that there is a perspective that you have going into the day that kind of shapes the rest of your day. So I'd encourage you to do that in the morning. Just out of curiosity, how many currently are receiving the verse of the day, okay? So if you see somebody round you their hand up, just ask them to go like, hey, what's it like? You find that to be helpful because all of these, I'm you're gonna find our proponents of it. But again, every one of us, if we would do this one small habit, it will, it will yield big results in your life. That's a start to opening up the gift that God's given to you. We can all do that. Now, once we have started receiving from God, I wanna encourage you then to get a plan. A lot of different plans you can use. In fact, if you're looking for a plan, you can go right to the Bible app and there are hundreds of them in there. I'm sure several are just going to intrigue you that way. Or, let me just suggest a couple of others. If you're just starting in your reading of the Bible right now and you've never read the Gospels. Now these are the biographies of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We refer to them as the Gospels. If you've never read them before, why not start out this year by reading through the Gospels? Just take a chapter a day and read all the way through that. I'm 100 percent sure you are going to be inspired as you read through these. A different plan you could use recommended this for many, many people is that you just take one of the Gospels, like the Gospel of John, and you read it through three times consecutively. Now, why would we do that, You know three times consecutively? Because first time you read it through, you're going to go like, "That was amazing second time you read it through, it's like, where did that come from? And the third time you read it through, it's like, there is so much here. Again, you're going to be beginning to understand the depth that God has for us. It may be that this year you are ready to take up the challenge of reading through the whole New Testament. That would be from the Gospels, the life of Jesus, all the way to the book of Revelation. 27 books that are in that Bible reading plan. You'd find that on the Bible app if you'd like to do that. Or For some, you may join in reading through the entire Bible that way and taking up that challenge. In whatever way it is, opening this up begins a journey of discovery, help, hope, and potential life change. Now, once you pick the plan, the next thing you need to do is you're going to need to pick a Bible, you're like, wait a second, I thought that like, it's just the Bible, right? Did you know that there are 50, five, zero, there are 50 English translations of the Bible? So if I just go like, just pick one, 50, that is, that is overwhelming to me. So how do you know which Bible to pick up and read? Let me just narrow it down to two for you. I want you to choose either the NID, or the NLT, no disrespect to any of the other ones, if views a different one, that's great. So many, many excellent translations, but I'm just gonna get us down to these two. The difference in most of the translations are just going to be the reading comprehension level, how complicated the translators are putting the words or the terms together that way. I started out reading the King James Bible Now, the King James Bible is filled with these and thous and therefores and... It was a bit of a challenge, I will admit, because you gotta first of all learn Elizabethan English and then you're gonna learn the Bible. And I was doing this as a high schooler. Truth be told, I love the King James Bible and it was a time of growth in my life. But I wouldn't recommend that because that's at a collegiate level to start with. Instead, I'd start you with either the NIV, which is the new international version, That's what we use in teaching here, week by week. So if you brought yours in here, you'd go like, yep, we're just following right along. That's at about a high school reading comprehension level. The other one I'm going to recommend, if you're just starting out, would be the NLT, New Living translation. Can you get all these off of Amazon? The NLT is going to be at like the upper middle school reading comprehension level. And so if you're reading through the first time, you're going to be able to pick up on all of the thoughts and the concepts that the authors were conveying to us in that. Any questions about it? Just, again, let us know. Shoot us an email. Happy to help you with that. Once we have a plan, once we have a Bible, and once we begin reading it, This is going to be an important follow-through. Because reading the Bible, we might think, well, that's going to change my life. Not necessarily. James reminds us of this. I'm going to ask everyone to read this with me. Concerning your Bible, let's read together. Do not merely listen to the Word. In other words, read it. Do not merely read the Word. Let's go on. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Now, how can reading the Bible deceive yourself? Sometimes it's this way. You read it and therefore think it's automatically so in you. You read it and think, I'm a very spiritual follower of Jesus because I've read it, what he said. But that's where the deception comes in. You may know it, but unless you do it, unless you make your attempt on living it out, that's when we could fall into that place of self-deception. And of course, none of us want to be able to be there and do that. So coming into 2023, four dynamics that we will put before ourselves over and over and over again. We've done this in 2022. We'll do it here. For following Jesus, we want to make sure that we're gathering, we're growing, we're giving, and we're going. If we are going to be growing in Jesus, one of the ways that we'll do that is by opening up His words to us, because this is Jesus' will for us. He would say to each and every one of us, if He were standing where I am right now speaking to us, in 2023, I want you to abide in me. Stay connected to me. And I want you to have my words abide in you. In other words, I want you to be learning and listening to that which I say because if you will, you will experience not just growth in me, but you will be bearing fruit. There will be evidence that you are connected to me. One of the ways as we gather together, not just in a room like this to to hear his word taught, kind of a one-way thing, but if we'll get into a group, gather in a group, then it's a two-way interaction in which when opening the Bible, We're learning from each other. We're helping each other to be able to live out. That's the application part. And so if you haven't joined a group yet, if you've never been in a group yet, a lot of new groups are starting in February. Use the QR code, look there. There's a couple right at the top. For those that are just starting out, it'll be a good addition to your year, another source of hope that's coming in. You may have from time to time heard someone say, well, you know, the Bible is full of contradictions. you ever hear that? If you haven't, you will. Um, the Bible, well, it's just written by men. You ever hear that? The Bible, it's, a, like, it's an old book, and it's not, I mean, it really doesn't have much to say in modern times. You ever hear that? Yeah. The Bible, well, it's repressive. It's repressive for women. I mean, it supported slavery. I mean, Really, you want us to live by? Anybody hear any of these things before, and there's a lot of shade that can get thrown toward the Bible. When that does, you may be, you know, you may be look at that. It may cause you a little bit of, you know, self doubt in there. It may cause you like, well, do I really want you know, like, open it and read if that's what's in there and taking place? And here's what I want to say: Every time there is a supposed contradiction of the Bible that gets presented to you or just the, the, the charge of it. The Bible's full of contradictions. Understand this. That each of them are a doorway for deeper exploration, deeper understanding, and deeper appreciation of the Word of God. Now, here's why I would say that. I mentioned, I've been reading the Bible for over 50 years. And this is personally. I've just read that. I've read through personally the Bible um, over 50 times. Professionally, to do what I do, I want to really you know, take the time. I've learned the original languages, you know, Greek and Hebrew. And I've listened to the contradiction and everything that's coming this way. Now, I could, just, I could just stand up here and say, you know what, when you go and you dig through it and you work through it, there are no contradictions in there. I would just as soon come and remind you this. Anytime that you're challenged, anytime you come up with a little like, ooh, that's, that, that's hard, that's sharp in there, it is a doorway for you right now for deeper understanding, exploration, and appreciation that's going on. Here's what I'd encourage you to do. If somebody says, you know, the Bible's filled the contradictions, you say, well, you know, can you tell me one? And like, yeah, here's one right here. Write it down. When you're reading through the Bible and you just get a question, write it down. Because here's what you do. Once you've written a question down, it kind of sticks with you. You may, in your own personal Bible reading, be reading along and go like, oh, that's the answer right there. And when you do that, I mean, you're just going to be like, wow, like, it will be a very encouraging thing that takes place. If you are not able to like, I'm not sure what's going on with that because it's written down, You can take it to your group. Hey, what do you think about this? Help me out here. You can take it to one of our pastors, one of the Bible teachers. We've got a lot of Bible teachers that are here. And you can begin to work and to dig in deeper and deeper and find out like, you know what? If it weren't for that so-called sticky, if it weren't so-called for that difficult one, for that so-called contradiction, I would never have gotten to the value what really is here and what's being said in that. Super important for us. Most of the time, though, our problem with the Bible isn't somebody just throwing shade at it. I think Mark Twain kind of hits the nail on the head when he says, a lot of times the problem when we have the Bible, it's not what we don't understand about the Bible that bothers us. He said, it's what I do understand about the Bible that bothers me. There's some things that Jesus said, is just like, ouch. There's some things like, I'm going to have to change to be able to do what he's asking me to do. That can be our challenge. But I hope we're ready to step into that challenge. One of the things I've written in each of my Bibles, when I break in a new Bible, I start by doing this. I'll write these words in there. This book will keep me from sin, or sin will keep me from this book. I can't tell you how true that's been in my life. I said I've been through it, been in a long, long time, just personally, just for me as a follower of Jesus. But it has kept me from sin, or there's times that sin, it's kept me from from this. I wanna write those words down in the gift that God's given to us. Big book, if we were to reduce it to one sentence, I think this would be the sentence that God would use. From John 3, verse 16. You want to read with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life the message of the book is this God says I want you to know how much I love you I want you to know I've sent my son to prove how much I love you I want you to know that if you would put your faith in Jesus and what he's done for you we know it as the gospel death on the cross and resurrection you can have eternal life He says, I don't want anyone to perish. You can have eternal life, and that's what I want for you. And when we've received Jesus, we have these words of life that God would speak to guide us into our life, and in this case, into 2023, and give us the hope that we need when we need it. And so I want to ask... Would you be willing to, with me, make the commitment to each day in 2023 to receive from God, to open his book? Maybe that you're going to use the verse of the day. One of the things I didn't mention before, but I really love about this with the verse of the day, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there is a kid's experience. So it's like, you know, it's like kid's video, like the kid's advent video so good, so helpful. We could use that to help our grade schoolers. But if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, college, adult, would you join me this year in opening up the gift that God's given to us? And if you would, I'm gonna ask you in just a minute just to go public. As in like, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, like, you know, 365 days, like, Like, what if I fail? All those things run through our mind, right? Here's what I want running through your mind. God wants to speak to you every day. Jesus wants to help you every day. And one of the ways he wants to do it is through his word. Will you let him? Would you join me in making this commitment, 2023? Receiving his word every day. If so, would you just raise a hand? Would you go public? I mean, looking around, sometimes you're like, wait, I just raised my hand. What happened to me? Right? And you're like, and as we go through this year, we'll continue encouraging one another, helping each other. But we're going to listen for the stories about what God is doing through his word in our lives. On the way in, I think everybody received communion. If you haven't received this yet, if you raise a hand... Um, one of our ushers will come and they'll get you, bring this to you as soon as they possibly can get to you that way. With communion in hand, I want to take a statement and keep it from becoming a controversial statement. It's not meant to be edgy, but I hope this is really, really helpful for you and for others as well. The statement is this. The foundation of Christianity, or I could say the foundation of our faith, is Jesus and his resurrection. Now, you're like, I don't see anything controversial, edgy about that. Well, if I added these words in here, there's a reason I want you holding this. The foundation of our faith is not the Bible. It is Jesus and his resurrection. That's where it could get misunderstood. Guy, are you dissing the Bible? I think after everything I just said, that's not the case, right? Like, the word of God. What's happening more and more in our society right now, and I want us to be aware of it for ourselves, our family, and others we care about. Because through internet forums and all kinds of, you know, social media, and different things like this, people are twisting the Bible, they're trying to take a contradiction, they're trying to take something out of context and cause a person to doubt the Bible. And when they doubted the Bible, they doubted their faith. And it's like a house of cards and things just started falling down. And people are losing their faith. Some are deconstructing their faith because of a misunderstanding with regards to the Bible. When we're in those times of like, what? I'm "I'm not sure what is being said there. I always want us to come back to Jesus. The fact. Jesus was born. The fact, Jesus died. The fact, Jesus is risen. That is the foundation of our faith. And then God adds to that by giving us the gift of his word to help us in our faith as well. If you will put this little tab down like this. And open up the tab and take the bread into your hand. Jesus' words with what we hold bring us right back to him. His words were, my body broken for you. Would you say that with me? My body broken for you. It was Jesus that died for us. And in remembrance of him, as we start this new year, let's eat together. You peel back the top of the cup. His words, my blood shed for your sin. Would you say that with me? My blood shed for your sin. Before we drink it, I want to ask you if you've not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe You've got some questions about the Bible. Maybe there's some questions that you're still wondering about faith in God. But you understand this. That Jesus did die for my sin. He shed his blood for the remission of my sin. And the foundation of faith is in the person of Jesus. And if you haven't trusted him as your savior... That is the foundation for everything that faith is going to be built upon. And I'd like to give you that opportunity right now. So can I ask before we drink together, would you bow your head with me? And we pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose again. Every single one of us here, follower of yours, not yet follower of yours, we thank you for that, Jesus. And for those haven't received Jesus, ready to receive Jesus on this first day of this new year, to ask him for the forgiveness of sins, to ask him to be your Lord and Savior, if that's your prayer, can I ask you, would you just lift a hand saying, Guy, I'm ready to receive Jesus today as my Savior. Yeah, just lift them high. You can wait for a second. Thank you. Jesus, you know the heart's each person lifting a hand you know the hearts of those that are going like that is me and as best i understand jesus i put my faith and trust in what you've done for me in the cross and your resurrection to become a child of god that's my prayer amen If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.